This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Good night, good morning, good afternoon, goodbye, good day. Hello, welcome along. How are you? This is LTID TV from Less Until I Die. We are live on Facebook, Twitter, and of course YouTube. Thank you for joining us and watching. Do join in the comments, but keep it clean and respectable, like like we do as presenters. Uh, if you're listening on the podcast, thank you so very, very much as well. Really do appreciate that for lending me your ears, whether that is on YouTube whether that is on Spotify, Google, Apple iTunes, Podcast Addict, or Uncle Tom Cobbley and all. Um, just just find us and thank you. Thank you for listening to us. And uh, we are all over the place. As you can see, our social media is down there. Either search LTID TV or Lester Till I Die TV will come up as one of them. Uh, you can't get away from us. And we're definitely on this one. 
Did you know we're on Twitter too? Connect with us there and get involved. We are uh, LTID TV. You can find us or at Leicester TID, whichever you prefer. Um, yes, it's a sad day. Uh, this is my first championship proper show. Uh, last night, I want to say a big thank you to Rich Sports, Man United fan, uh, for having me on his season preview for the Premier League. As much as it hurt, I, I was determined to go on. I'm clinging on to the last remnants of the Premier League by my fingernails. <laughs> I'm literally slowly sliding down that hill, trying to fight my way back up, failing miserably and going down quickly as I can. Um, but we've got, to, we've got to face reality everybody we have we have gone down and whether we're happy or not i turned around to my girlfriend and i said it's bad news i said you know we've gone down if this shit go down i ain't going down with y'all that's what she said and i thought well that's not very nice is it but look i'm down, i'm down on my own uh which is the story of my life really nate good evening how are you uh, welcome along uh and judy very good evening to yourself as well first to win our two two members and if you want to become a member and it's worth doing it's only one pound 99 of your good english money let me just get rid of that there as well nippon is in good evening nippon how are you um yeah just 1.99 a month and it's so easy so so easy to do all you need to do is he says desperately searching it and there we go you'll find the link on youtube underneath the show description just click that join button and the window opens and there's another join button and uh, you can do it 199 a month next season we will be having some member only shows so uh, it's something to look forward to uh, for the members once we get the numbers up and we, we're getting there uh, talking about members People have been saying, when are you going to get Dan back on your show? Dan, Dan, the Burnley fan. Well, when I say people have been asking, um, somebody messaged me and said, are you having that ginger twat back on anytime soon? <laughs> well, you know, now I've stopped playing the alimony. He wasn't bothered, you know, he's, he's deserted me. And I can't say, I, you know, I would never, never call Dan. I would never call Bellend. Dan. But, you know, he's in the happier mood of the two of us. I did speak to him earlier in preparation for the show. And I've got to admit, I was a bit worried what him and Kate were doing. <laughs> what were you doing earlier? All I heard was you say, bloody old Kate, stop bumming me. It definitely wasn't that. She was bullying and she was nipping the back of my neck. Oh, right. That's what you call it these days. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, young man? So, uh, no, I'm all, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not too bad. I'm, I'm smiling. I suppose that's a positive. It is. And look, let, let's, let's get the elephant out of the room, first of all. She's gone for a walk up Pendalil. Oh, actually, right. Okay. <laughs> If you need to speak to her, just give her a trunk call. <laughs> You've missed this, haven't you? You've missed this. Oh, I have, I have. I've got another <laughs> year's wait. You have, you have. <laughs> I mean, I thought that was the only reason. Yeah, they say every cloud of what like. I thought, oh, we've got relegated. That's another year without Dan. But yeah, <laughs> it wasn't to be. It wasn't to be. 
But look, uh, I just want to tell everybody about this. Please do get over. Um, the Big Fat Leicester quiz, which is the only quiz we're going to be doing on this channel, uh, which is all about Leicester. We are a Leicester channel, so we are going to be concentrating the quiz purely on uh, Leicester fans. Uh, we've got about 10 already got the name in for it, and there's some prizes up as well at the end. But if you might already be uh, subscribed to Brad's channel, Top 10 Battles, uh, well, Top 10 Battles is no more. It is now the LTID TV quiz channel. Um, if you already subscribe to Top 10 Battles, don't worry. I mean, Dan is, and, and he'll just, if you know, he'll agree that, you know, it automatically transfers you over. But if you like a quiz and you like a football quiz, this is the place to be. Quizzes that we've got lined up is Play Your FIFA Cards Right, uh, The Million Point Drop, <laughs> like us this season, uh, The Pyramid Game, <laughs> Who Am I? <laughs> we've often said that about Dan. The Price is Right, Room 101 uh, and Nations League. So a big choice of quizzes there that we have got planned. Uh, so please do get over there and check that out and have a word with Brad. And he will, I'm sure, be more than happy to get you onto a quiz. As bad as you are, Dan, even you. Even you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, Dan, uh, Dan couldn't be with us this evening. I think he's sort of still in tears that, you know, I'm missing the Inacho already. Uh, Nippon says, hello, Big Dan. Really? <laughs> How are you doing, Nippon? Big <laughs> Nips, how are we doing? <laughs> Well, I feel she's in another member not going down very well here. I'm Leicester in Essex, West Ham everywhere. How on earth uh, do they get to that final? Uh, look, mate, yeah, yes. I'm, I've, got, I've got it on here. It's nil-nil with seven minutes gone. I was talk, we were talking before, weren't we, Dan? I mean, yeah, yeah. hold on to them for getting there. I want them to win because I... Even when Man United beat Bayern Munich, I was actually feeding feeding my eldest at the time. When that second goal went in, I sort of jumped up and milk went everywhere. I always want to see English <laughs> teams do well. Don't get me wrong, if it was Celtic or Rangers. You meant to let him latch off first, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh no I didn't I like the pain um, yeah, no, I mean good luck to them they're in England but if they, if they lose yeah so what but if they win well done um, why does it say Brad has like eight? nah you see Dan Dan asked me this earlier it's because there is no streams none of those streams are actually going to be live so there'll be, you won't be able to watch any of them because there's nothing on. They're basically, it's been done like that so that each playlist, you can see what we're going to be planning. We're not going to be running eight streams at five minutes to midnight tonight. You know, we're not we're not that good, you know. Um, uh, Nippon, uh, to be honest with you, no, not being awful, mate. I don't really give a fuck about Jude Bellingham moving to Real Madrid, if you're asking me. Not, nothing to do with me. Couldn't give a arsehole. Look. Like I say, bad, uh, Brad, like I say, Dan, it's been a while. I've got to say, well done to Burnley. Um, I was looking at this season thinking, like, can we come back? Uh, what? And I think if we'd said to you 12 months ago, you would have had no idea of the season you were going to have. No, not, not in the slightest. Um, there were doubts over the club, you know, as soon as Dash basically got given his marching orders, you know, who next, what, where. Um you know, we took it to the final game of that season before relegation. And then, you know, we had all the questions of the hierarchy, whether they are capable, 
these ridiculous amounts of debt on the club? Is it going to be relegation upon relegation? Um, but what we have achieved in a, such a short space of time is remarkable. And I don't even think Vincent Company expected what, what's gone on over this last 12 months. No, no. And I don't think you, you've not... I don't think you'll do a Norwich or a Watford, you know, and come up and straight back down again. I think he's built a, a good foundation there. I mean, I, I do, I know, joke with you about company, but he will, I think, I think even you would admit, he will eventually move on uh, yeah. to yeah. a bigger club. Uh, and that's no disrespect. I don't think he will just yet, but, um, you know, he's, he's done a great job there. And, you know, you seem to be able to get rid of all the deadwood bringing some new team and, and he put his ideas across. And it's, as I say, it's just, I mean, I'm looking here. I mean, um, you know, won 29 games. I mean, that's an amazing 101 points. Yeah, it's, um, we didn't think we were going to do it at one point. We, we started to get a little bit greedy thinking, can we beat Reading's point tally of 109 or 108? Um well, you couldn't but, even beat Leicester's 102. Let's well, in the end, <laughs> no. But, um, but no, it, get it, that it was... in, come on. I, <laughs> I'm going to say that 2013-14, and I did check before we came live, <laughs> 102 points, Leicester in first, 93 Burnley in second. There's got to be some positive Leicester news from somewhere, Chris. <laughs> and if you have to go back into the archive to find it, then you feel be I my know, guest. <laughs> I know how Arsenal fans feel now. But like I say, 102 points isn't for everybody, but no, but you know, but well done, mate. Well done. And um, like I say, beyond beyond your wildest expectations, I I'm oh, sure massively, massively. Yeah, but uh, came came up with Sheffield United. Um, yeah, and I've got to say, all right, you know, Coventry failed at uh, <laughs> failed at Wembley in the playoff. Coventry. I mean, I got to say, you know, again, getting promoted to the Premier League isn't for everybody, really, is it? Coventry City. No. <laughs> 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 At least we'll have a proper derby next season, the M sixty nine derby, not this shit thing with the, with the trees, <laughs> you know. But no, but look, Luton Town, yeah, absolutely brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I mean, as we said earlier, didn't we? I can remember Filbert Street when we used to have to go through people's houses to get into that ground. Um, I just, I just love these smaller teams having a go at it, you know, like Brentford that have come up. I'm so pleased Brighton are in the pre in the in the European places. But Luton Town, I mean it really even eclipsed our story, if you like, because they were in that top division. Wasn't Premier League obviously then, but they're in the top division, all the way down out of the football league and all the way back up again. Yeah, um it is a really remarkable story. I mean, I think it's Pele Ruddock that plays for them, has been with them since the League Two days and is now going to be a Premier League footballer with them. You know, you don't usually see that, especially when a club does so well. Um, you know, these players come and go. Um, but for him to still be there for the achievements uh, that Luton have done. Uh, and it's a, and it's a big, massive sort of up yours to Watford as well, who chop and change the manager, you know, brought Rob Edwards in, who obviously is, you know, Watford being a rivalry of Luton as well. For Luton to then go, all right, well, you know, we'll have him. 
And uh, yeah, enjoy the championship. We're going up to the Prem with him. Uh, it's it's a massive fu to them, uh, which is it's funny to see because obviously Watford's merry-go-round is something else. But yeah. remarkable achievement by Luton. We've seen it with Blackpool. They took it to the final day. Um, you know, they nearly stayed up. Uh, Huddersfield stayed up for a season. These teams that you know have done pretty well. You know, let's not rule Luton out. No. No. Uh, Highfield says he's got a long sleeve version of the shirt I'm wearing. I didn't know whether to wear white or blue. I've got both versions. And I thought, look, we've been relegated. Let's put white on because we did surrender our Premier League. League. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got Ellie, and it is funny, and I'm sure you're the same with Burnley shirts that what you know you you associate each shirt with a particular player. And Highfields has got this one with Matt Elliott on the back. I tell you what, mate. You must be bloody knackered carrying him around for all these years. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am. I, oh, Maybe dear. we could live without the wisecracks. Uh, <laughs> you, you know you missed this, don't you? Know? I have missed this. I have missed it. Uh, uh, but no, um, yeah, I, and I, I, I associate it with Matt Elliott as well. But look, let's have a look what we are here we're not here to talk about you not getting the same number of points as Leicester. We're here to, <laughs> we're here to talk about uh, the championship because, like I say, you were obviously there. You've played, in fairness, most clubs. Um, there's obviously yeah. six you haven't. But I want to start, if you don't mind, um, with looking at the three that have come down. How, how surprised are you at any of those three that have come down? Or aren't you surprised? Um, I am surprised at Leicester. I think that that we've got to put that out there now, and I'm not just saying that because this, this is a Leicester channel. You've had those highs that many a club would can only dream of, yeah. can only dream of achieving. Um, but to have such a meteoric rise and then such a drastic fall, um, you know, it's not like it's been gradually like dropping down the numbers season in. It's You've had that regular fifth spot, you know, yours, it, it, pretty much you could have put Leicester in there straight away, end of the season, uh, beginning of the season, sorry, because it was just your spot. Um, but it just, uh, that was a massive shock. I thought that, you know, the Great Escape 2 was going to happen. Um, but typical, typical uh, Scousers look, shall we say. Um Leeds... No, 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 no. What you mean is typical Scouser uh, cheating bastards. <laughs> yeah. It's not. Well, there not, is that. There is that, yeah. around the bush about it. They cheated the way to Premier League safety. Sorry, James, if you're in, but it's true. No, that is true. That is true. I mean, Leeds, Leeds were knocking on the door the season we went down. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they expected to be in and around it, although some of the signings they made from, you know, the uh, foreign leagues and things. You thought, oh, Mark, come in, do a decent job. Uh, Southampton, it's been coming for a long time. Uh, I think as soon as they got rid of all the decent players, uh, you know, Morgan Schneiderlin, I'm going, you know, back now, when they had the likes of Ryan Bertrand, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, they had these players, Graziano Pella up top, Ricky yeah. Lamb, they had a decent team, but ever since then, the only the only stalwart that's there is James Ward-Prowse, and it's if it's not for his goals, 
you know, they, they screwed. And this year, it's just come to bite them in the arse. I mean, two nine nils the season before should have give you a bit of a pre-warning of what's to come if you don't book your ideas up. Uh, so, yeah, they, they were destined for the drop. Leicester's a surprise package out of the three for me. I'd have preferred probably, uh, well, I'd have definitely preferred Everton to go down over you guys. And I'm sure, I'm sure we'll be seeing you back ASAP. That is very nice of you to say. And it, it, it was one of the nice things about uh, when, you know, when we were in this trouble. And we've only ourselves to blame. You know, everybody says like, oh, you know, your team's too good to go down. No, we're not. No team's too good to go no. down. What we were, though, was um, too bad to stay up. <laughs> you know, there was, I mean, we've done separate shows and you were in one the other week about, you know, how much we've spent and wasted and it, whose fault it is and what have you. But we've slept walk into the, um, into the, into the championship. World Cup, people are saying, you know, I know, I mean, everybody had the World Cup, so we're not going to blame yeah. that. COVID was the probably the one thing because, yeah. you know, the fact that, our owners weren't into oil; they were into into tourism. But look, you, the table doesn't lie, as they say. And you know, last day I couldn't see Bournemouth getting anything from Everton with it being at home. Had it been at, at, at the Vitality, who knows? But uh, you know, fair play to. I mean, I'm nothing against the fans. You know, it's just you know the, the, the club itself. Um, so we got what we deserve. But coming up, I mean, oh, Ipswich, good to see them back. Of course, you know, they, they had the success under Bobby Robson. Um, Sheffield Wednesday, wow, what a comeback in the playoff. Massive. Um, and Plymouth, I absolutely love Plymouth because, again, we were saying about Luton's fairy tale. I'd love to see Plymouth come up and do well. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Plymouth in the Premier League? To be fair, I've always had a soft spot for Plymouth. I'm not sure why. I don't know whether it's down to a football manager career I had when I was younger. Um, <laughs> you know, when they had the likes of Patrick Adjamang and Rory Rory Fallon and stuff like that. Um, yeah. A young 18-year-old Ashley Barnes, that's going definitely far back. Um, but yeah, teams like Plymouth, Sheffield Wednesday have had their heyday, you know, the, the Canio days and things like that. Ipswich, as you said, the... The Bobby Robson memories. We played it switch twice last season in the cup as well, and I must say that they are definitely an outfit ready for Championship football. They were solid, resolute at the back, um, very good going forward. Uh, like to counter on the wings. Um, so yeah, I've got nothing but superlatives to say about Ipswich. But Plymouth done a remarkable job as well, losing Ryan Law, who went to Preston. Stephen Schumacher came in, who you know, former player for them as well, stepped up to the job. It, it, it fell off a bit the season prior, but they managed to, you know, grind a few results out and it sent them sent them to the summit. I mean, I didn't know that you'd, you'd played it, which in the cup. Their manager is one of the names that hasn't been linked with us, but a, you know, a lot of fans are actually saying, maybe. I, 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 don't, I don't know. I mean, how you know, you say he set his team up well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had we had to play them twice because they took us to a replay. Um, so we played them at played them at Portman Road, uh, which were a great day out, won't lie. Um, but yeah, it was they they certainly give us a game. You know, we we were a team going to there full of confidence. Uh, we'd done pretty well, um, and obviously go there and draw either one one or nil nil. Um, you know, we uh, 
brought it back to the turf and beat them, which we we, we thought we could anyway. We thought we could at, at the turf. Um, we're a bit more confident there. But they are a resolute side. And I think from a managerial perspective, it wouldn't be a bad shout for an outsider if someone if if you're a betting man. Yes, yeah. Um Sheffield Wednesday, I've got to, I've got to talk about Sheffield Wednesday. I mean the playoffs to me, I I always think that we were involved in one of the great playoff finals. And no, this wasn't a final, but when when we lost four three to uh, Swindon, having been three nil down. Uh, but Sheffield Wednesday, I mean, was it there were two one down, was it from the first leg? And then um they came back five one. I mean, what a fight. I mean, they, you know, they say never give up. And I wouldn't have minded Peterborough coming up because again, it's the A forty seven derby, you know, and it's been <laughs> a long time since we've played them. They, you know, only just up the road literally. But I mean, what a game that was. And I've got to say, and and it went to penalties. And Sheffield Wednesday will be coming now into this division on such a high. Oh, yeah. Massive credit to Darren Moore uh, for what he's done there. You know, uh, I didn't think he got a fair crack of the whip at West Brom, to be honest. I thought he was doing a decent job there. But since he's come in at Sheffield Wednesday, he's managed to turn it around. The players believe in him. You could see from that turnaround, like I say, being 4-1 down away at Peterborough. And you're thinking that, well, that's it. Tar's gone. It's done with and then to turn that around back at Hillsborough, you know, a packed out Hillsborough is noisy oh, on the best of times. Sorry, 4 1 in. Sorry, I was, yeah. looking at, I was looking at the penalties. It was 5 3. <laughs> 4 1. But no, yeah. it, were, um, it was a remarkable achievement. And it's one of those playoff finals that will go down in his uh, playoff semi finals that will go down in history to get them there. Um, such late drama, you know. 96 minutes added on, but yeah, they scored the winner to take it to extra time in the 98. You, it just, yeah. it, it's the things that you'll remember, those little moments, but fantastic achievement for them to also nick it late on in the playoff final against Barnsley. And yeah. I, I kind of had a soft spot for Barnsley as well with having a former Burnley player as their manager in Michael Duff. So mm. uh, it was tomato, tomato. My uncle's a Sheffield Wednesday fan. I'm happy for him. And it's good to see them back in the uh, championship as well. I've always had a soft spot. For, I don't know why for Sheffield Wednesday. I have absolutely no allegiance to them. I think it's just the name. I think it's just such a cool name. You know, it's like, because I was approached once by the FA, said, you know, what's your availability to manage a football club in Sheffield? I said, I can't manage Wednesdays. Uh, you know, when I said it, yeah, I missed this. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, he even scored all six goals. They scored Peterborough's for them. But look, you know, it's it's great to have those three clubs back. Uh, Scott, I didn't know what he meant, but I've worked it out now. Hello, all. Hope you're well. Oh, dear God. DNA's back on the channel. <laughs> I mean, Scott, when you can't spell a three-lettered three word and you get that mixed up, I think you're on very thin ice to have a go at that. <laughs> um, how is your DNA anyway? Um, not, not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got to say, um, we are going to be going around some new grounds next season. One person who won't be with us is Gorinda. You know what? I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. No. I am Gorinda. Oh, we are. We are elite. Oh, Elite. I don't know if you heard that on the radio. 
Talksport. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to say thanks to thanks to the guys at Talksport for sending me a copy of it through and allowing me to use it. Um, that will last us all season, I'm sure, all season. Um, right, well, let's have a look. I mean, obviously, when, when we've, got, we've got to talk betting, and whenever we talk betting, we have to really say, please, you know, it's not the answer to everything. Um and as it says there, when the fun stops, stop. Gamblerware.co.uk is where you can go if you need any advice on uh, gambling. I don't do it because it's so easy to, to lose money and so hard to get it back. Um, but that's why we always, we always have, to have to we have to legally put that up anyway if we, if we put in odds up. Uh, I don't know about this. And I guess, obviously, being the three teams that come down, we're going to be reasonably near the top to go up. But I didn't think that they would have Leicester, Leeds and Southampton as the top three to come back up. Whether they're cutting their, you know, they're, they're cutting their odds, but, you know, covering themselves or not. But, I mean, you've got three teams there. None of us have got a manager. <laughs> it's a fire sale in every club. And yet they've got us there as, uh, as, as the, the favourite three to go up. I don't agree with that. Do you? No, I think it sort of disrespects the achievements of the other teams, you know, from last season. I mean, look at Borough. They had a meteoric rise from, look, it's staring relegation in the face to Carrick coming in and um, and obviously, you know, spearheading them up the table. They looked like they were going to steal Sheffield United's spot, uh, no pun intended. Um, but, you know, they, they did. Uh, well, they, they were close to. I think they narrowed the gap down to about four points. But Sheffield United started doing it. You know, Norwich, I, I, again, uh, we expected teams like Norwich and Watford to just bounce back, you know, up and down like a yo-yo. Um, mm. But, you know, the, the, I think it is a little bit unfair on the team still in there. But I think the other teams around there would want that. It's like writers off at your own peril. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, mean, I don't like being favourites. I can remember when we won our second league cup under uh, Martin O'Neill. The you know we we were playing Tranmere, uh, we were in the top flight there in the championship, and we were favourites. And I hated it because we are we are the underdogs at Leicester. You know what I mean? We're not elite. We are the underdogs. Uh, as Ant says there, what to expect is pure disappointment. You know. <laughs> Good evening, Ant. Always look on the bright side of life. Do do, do do, do do, do do. Plymouth, even Plymouth, who are the outsiders, they're only thirty-three to one. But I'm surprised that they are where they are. To be honest with you, because they, they, I didn't say say walk it, but they finished very strong in League One. They did, they did, and we see a lot of teams that you know have a promotion. Sometimes ride that wave, ride that look, and it ends up you know back-to-back promotions. Or you know, at least a successful campaign. Who's mm. who's to say that that's not going to happen for them? That's what I mean. Write these teams off at your peril. But the championship for me is so much better than the Premier League. I will say that now. Look, the the competitive level of it, just everything. You look up them teams in there. It is going to be an absolute nightmare for for points. You could not swing a cat either way to see who's going to win a game over ninety minutes. Well, can I just say, you know, we ch- children, we do not recommend swinging cats. Can I just say the views expressed by uh, 
Dan at Turf Moor House are not those <laughs> presenting Leicester till I die TV. Dot says data say here, you are having trouble. You are having trouble type. How much have you been drinking, Scott? Data say it. Um and then he went, tried to correct himself and said, Data say it again. Third time lucky, dare I say it. <laughs> well, look, if you want to date, I mean we're gonna have to we're gonna have to launch this uh, channel, aren't we? This uh <laughs> We have to launch this dating channel. We really are. Um, see, that's what happens when uh, when you interrupt Dan um, with his good lady, right? Um, <laughs> let, let right. Let's have a look because we're here to talk teams. And in, well, I was just saying, no particular order. There is an order. It's alphabetical. Birmingham. Uh, they finished seventeenth last season. Um, don't. Know awful lot about them. Obviously, the, the this old Jude was it Jude Bellingham and retired his shirt. This oh, yeah. dive, sorry. Um, and uh, they sold us to Maury Gray, the bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Finished in seventeenth. Um, were you impressed with them at all? Not really. I think they've been flirting with the relegation for the past two or three years of Birmingham. Um, times have changed now, though. They've just got new owners in. Uh, and American owners just taken over. I think they're now the richest owner in the championship, I believe. I think he's worth something around nine billion, um, something like that. Uh, but they did have a good few decent loan players last year, which is probably what helped them stay in the division. Uh, Manchester United loanees like Tahith Chong, um, and oh, there are there are bloody another block from Manchester United they had as well. Uh, but they did pretty, they did all, all right for them. Obviously, they've still got Bellingham's younger brother as well, Joby Bellingham, um, as well, uh, like Scott says there. Uh, and they managed to spell that one right, even though it's like, you know, a, a very elongated name. It's just, it's just but, short words he has problems with. <laughs> but, I mean, we beat them 3-0 at Turf Moor. Uh, we were comfortable uh, there, but at their gaff, we they did give us a game, did give us a game, and we only drew one apiece. Uh, Scott Hogan, I think, grabbed the equaliser uh, in the I think eighty odd minute, um, and it sucker punched us. Did that because we were literally on top of them all game. Mm. Um, but you you know you get them games, don't you? Where you're absolutely all over a team, and all it takes is that lapse of concentration. For me, it, it's. It's going to be a see what they do now the new owners come in um, and who they bring in because the loanees have now gone back. It's uh, going to be interesting to see what Birmingham do. Oh, so we, it's all kicking off here. West Ham fans are chucking loads of fancy plastic cups onto the pitch. Um, not what we want to see from an English uh, set of fans. I mean, in fairness, the, 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 the West Ham guy, uh, sorry, the Fiontino guy went down. Uh, somebody's through. Oh, he's bleeding. Wow. Now, this is serious now. That is a bad cut on somebody. Ouch. Um, sorry, just to distract. Yes, it's, it's Bigari, the number three. He, his blood is really going down the back of his neck. He, he went down in the tackle. And somebody threw a, a cup onto the pitch, 
and he picked it up and went cheers and pretended to drink it. It was empty. All the it was empty. Fair enough. Uh, but then he went to take somebody went to take the corner and it literally. Here we go. They're just showing it again. There's one. Oh, there's two, three, four, five, six. He's applauding the crowd, but I think it was a coin that hit him because he didn't actually bend down when uh, when the cups were coming on. So I think it was a coin. Uh, I mean, West Ham, what the hell are you doing? Uh, I've got to be honest with you, West Ham. Uh, you're embarrassing English football at the moment. You said, you said that, um, and in fairness to West Ham players, they're trying to calm it down. But you said to Leicester, oh, they, they found what it was. They found what it was that hit him. And he's given it to the UEFA official, uh, the referee. But you said you said to you said to the Leicester fans, West Ham fans, you said, say hello to Millwall. Well, when you play like that, you are no better than Millwall. You really Correct. are not. You are a you are a you're a skid mark on the underpants of English football. Um no need no need for that in football. No. No need for that in football whatsoever. No blood. Uh, relegate West Ham and swap whoever finished 18. Uh, <laughs> I, I love, I love this. I mean, the Fiontuna got matching bandages, purple bandages to go with their outfit. That's cool. Um, no, I mean, I've still said Everton should go down. Sorry to, to to go off on one there, but I just think it's it. Ah, uh, I can't believe what no. I'm seeing. I, it's the first. It's their first final in 42 years. For God, and yes. Every club has idiots, we know, but they're going. I mean, the thing is, do they not know that they can't be seen on camera? That's what I mean. It's uh, it's stupid, absolutely stupid, and uh, it's not the majority; it's the minority. But it's it the minority that ruin it for the majority, and that's what. So, um, it's 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 like you say; it doesn't just give West Ham fans a bad name, but it gives the the English football. Um, fans a bad name still throwing so. things I mean the female referee was in that corner and she ran away from the goal from the corner flag because she didn't want to be be hit I kind of hope Fiorentina score now but you watch we'll, we'll, you'll, you'll qualify for Europe next season and we'll be banned <laughs> <laughs> but sorry anyway I do apologise Doug but that was uh, that's live news as it happens breaking news here on LTID TV um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've got to talk about them, but unfortunately, they, they they it's alphabetical, and thank God it is because we're going to get them out of the way first of all. And I've got to say, with Birmingham, which I was about to say just before it all kicked off, no pun intended. When you look at 17th, you think, bloody hell, they had a bad season. But it isn't because 22, 23 and 24 are bad in the championship because there's four more teams. But look, uh, I, I I covered. I think it was last season. I, I covered the, um, the the derby between Burnley and Blackburn. Um, was it the one at Turf Moor I covered? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Went to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And I have to be honest with you. I mean, Burnley, who are, uh, sorry, Blackburn. I think you were in the playoffs at that point. Were so disappointing. I think you really gave them a footballing lesson that day. Oh, we did. Um, certainly. I mean, they might as well have sent somebody back down the M65 to bring another football because they weren't seeing much of it. Uh, they might as well have got someone to bring their own. Uh, you know, we kept Brent, Ben Brereton, Diaz, the fake Chilean. Get, he, he, you know, he's 
play. I don't understand why John Dalton changed his philosophy. You know, he'd been scoring goals, playing up front, and then all of a sudden he's put him out on the wing. Uh, mm. I didn't understand his thinking, but end of the day, I don't have to worry about them and what they do. Uh, we, we comfortably dispatched them 3 0. And then, uh, well, the return leg at Ewood Park. Um, Fairy tale stuff of dreams. You don't usually play your rivals at the arse end of a campaign, right at the back end of a campaign when there is a chance you could win promotion or claim the championship title. To win the Scarbet Championship at your rivals' ground, I'm sorry, but you can go on about 95 all you want. You can keep going on about 1995 and how much Jack Walker, you know, just opened the checkbook and said, write your own numbers on. He bought it. Even Gary Lineker said you bought it. That that aside, you will never, ever Let be able go. to say, I'm sorry, but we won it in your backyard. <laughs> we won it in your backyard. And it was an absolute superb strike by Manuel Benson as well. Deserving winner. All I can say is... Let it go. Let it go. Jingle for every occasion. Look, Ant says that Blackburn gave us a footballing lesson. Look, mate, Southampton gave us a footballing lesson twice. We are that absolute shit that, you know, a five-a-side team from the local pub could have given us a footballing lesson. To be uh, fair, to be fair though, Chris, there, there was a few games with Blackburn, though, where they actually were... You know, they were on the back foot. I, I think I came back from football one day and I watched them against Sunderland. And Sunderland were all over them, mm. literally all over them. But their counter-attacking game was so strong. I think they won the game 2-0 uh, yeah. in the end. So, yeah. you know, depending what John Dalton does, if he's still there, will he be Leicester manager? You know, there's question marks over that. Who knows? But, um, you know, he's, He's changed them around, you know, he's, he's notched them up a level. I'll give him that from what Tony Mowbray were doing. Uh, so fair play, but yeah, forever in our shadow, man the gap, but win the league in your own backyard. <laughs> uh, just saying there, uh, explaining, but just showing you what's happened at, uh, uh, at, at, at the match. I don't even know where it's being played, to be honest with you. Scott Minto, uh, disgraceful. The West Ham fans shouldn't be doing that. They don't need to be doing this. It is poor and needy, so disgraceful. Um, this is not great from the West Ham fans, says Simon Stone. Uh, every time Fiorentina get a corner, missiles are thrown. Security announcements over the tannoy telling them to stop. Uh, yeah, it's just not, absolutely not needed at all. Um, it's, a, it's a shame. Look, I like I say, I, I looked at that and I thought, how is this team in the playoffs? I've got to be honest with you. I was so... And I jokingly, you know, I mean, I used to work for Blackburn Rovers and yeah. Yeah, it was it was great because I lived in Burnley. So it was an absolute. I remember I remember having to drive driving home because we've obviously got free tickets. That goes without saying. And <laughs> driving home and every time we drove home, <laughs> we had to pull over on the motorway, get changed out of, Burn, out of a Blackburn shirt. Because <laughs> if we stopped at some traffic lights in them, Bloody hell, we'd have we'd have lost our ties. It'd have been like been like driving into Liverpool. Um, <laughs> but no, I was I was so impressed with with Burnley that day, uh, but so disappointed with Blackburn. But you know, I, I pe- you know people are mentioning um, that the manager uh, as a potential Leicester target, and I wouldn't be that disappointed. But then I think, well, hang on, I remember that. 
game and I wasn't overly impressed. It's um, it's a, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Uh, you know, can, can he do it? You know, it is a big task. It is a big task taking the Leicester job because it's it's not just you know it's not just thinking ah I've got Leicester they've just come down and I'm going to be able to you know get them back up instantly. He's he's got to have the man management skills to get these players heads out of a gutter. You know. Get them thinking that we are winners. We can go on and win this. Um, it, it, it is quite a big task, really, when you when you think about it from a job spec instead of just oh yeah, it should be Leicester. They should piss it. You know, yeah. you, you look at it in intent like internally, and uh, it is quite a big job and big boots to fill. You've got to be uh, someone like a Neil Warnock to to turn their heads around and say, no, I'm not saying Neil Warnock to go in there. I'm saying, but you need that sort of old school man yeah. management where yeah. the football inside will take care of itself as long as you value them as people instead of yeah. just thinking, oh, well, you've got quality, you go out. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, we need a manager to come in that's got balls to make decisions, you know. Yeah, uh, not Mr. Gucci belt. No, exactly, exactly. But I, I it is a, it's going to be a long-term project with Leicester and we, we need sort of a... I think I don't. What I don't want is a Neil Warnock type character that's going to come in that's been around for years. I've said that. Look at Roy Hodgson, but look, I don't know. This is one team now coming up that I am going to go and I am going to go as a as an away fan and probably sit in the home end. I'm going to get some cider because they're sponsored by the Wurzels. I am a cider drink, and I love it. And Anthony said he's going to take us to the game. Uh, Bristol City finished fourteenth. And it'll be great to see Nigel again if he's still there, which I think he should be. Um, like you had Nigel on, no, you had Nigel on, you had Anthony on, obviously, who is a, an Arsenal stroke Bristol City fan um, every week. Um, was he, I mean, 14th, it, it's mid table, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we we would already wrap the league up before we went to Ashton Gate, but uh, I went down there. Um, and, you know, just the day out was brilliant. Uh, you know, Thatcher's on draft. You're just hearing this dodgy accents going on in the background. Uh, <laughs> it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't a bad day out, put it that way. I mean, it, pretty much when you've already got the league wrapped up, it's just a day out anyway. Um, but they, they, they weren't there to make up the numbers. I mean, we did beat them twice. We did do the double over them. We beat them 2-1 in both games. Um, but they did put up a fight. Um, obviously, like you said... Nigel Pearson's there, you know, whether he's going to be there throughout this season. A lot of Bristol City fans that I've spoken to have said that they'd like to see a bit of a change at managerial level. Um, I can't see it because the signings have started rolling in now. They signed Rob Dickey from QPR, Ross McCrory from um, Aberdeen as well. So, you know, they're starting to get a ball in motion in terms of transfers. Uh, they weren't, they didn't play bad. They were a team that liked to sort of do a little bit what Burnley did, play it out from the back, but be expansive, go along when they need to. Um, the, it's, it is an intimidating place, Ashton Gate, especially the away end. It, it's a dump compared to the other three sides of the ground, I'll tell you that. Um, well, that, that hopefully, that I say, I'll probably be in the home end with Anthony <laughs> in my red Leicester shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm a coward at all. And, red Leicester shirt, is that a bit cheesy? <laughs> oh, God. No. 
It's my own fault, really, isn't it? <laughs> you you <laughs> set me up for that one. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ant says, to be fair, it wasn't Warner younger than you. <laughs> Anthony, Anthony, Anthony. All I'm going to say, keep that up, mate. Shit is about to go there. <laughs> be careful, Ant. Um, how can they want to change a manager when they have God as manager? Um, I didn't know that uh, Sean, Sean Dyche, because Sean Dyche and, of course, Ant, I don't know if you know this, but they are wow. He's got a soft spot for Sean Dyke. Oh, it's a lot of love today, isn't there? There's there a is. lot of love. Yes, some of it we don't want to see though. Uh, <laughs> Cardiff twenty first. Um, just looking here, stayed up by the skin of... Well, this didn't stay up by the skin of the teeth. That's being unfair. There was five points at the end of the day. They won two of the last five games, uh, they, but they only won 13 uh, and they lost 23. I would imagine they're not going to worry the, the bookies too much next season. No, no. Uh, I think, if anything, Cardiff may be one of the teams to drop next year. Um, they, again, they've been, they, they've been under numerous transfer embargoes. They can't really sign anyone. Um, whether the manager stays or not is also another question. Uh, Vincent Tan, you know, he needs to make yeah. money somewhere as well. Uh, there's a lot of, you know, fans want him out uh, from that side of things. Cardiff had a decent team at one point, you know, when they were in the Premier League under Warnock. I believe he's getting a double mention. Um, he'll get a triple when we get to Huddersfield, but bloody hell. Um <laughs> At least you've you know, not mentioned Ollie yet. <laughs> well, no, no, that's true. Uh, and he's, you know, when they were when they were in the Prem, he did he did a decent job with them. They had some decent players, but they've not managed to keep a hold of them. All these players have, man, have left left, right, and centre. They can see the troubles going on internally, so they're just like, right, well, when my contract's up, I'm off. Uh, and because they're under that embargo, they can only, you know, promote from youth and. It's been a bit a really big struggle. Uh, next year, I think it will bat them in the backsides. But right. Cardiff, Cardiff is a one to watch. Um, potentially, could be the whipping boys next year. Well, that means they'll beat Leicester. <laughs> Boris says, "Are all away tickets the same price in the Championship, or are there any cheap places to go to?" No, um, that's that's been a bugbear. To be fair, obviously, I know in the Premier League, it's you know. 30 and that's your cap. Yeah. Um, but with the championship, we tried to, you know, put a, a thing to teams that we'll charge you 25 quid if you charge our fans 25 quid at yours. Yeah. And you could tell who hadn't when it came to the ticket prices coming out. So uh, whoever didn't stick to the bargain, I mean, I think it was, uh, well, Bristol City was one of them. I think it was 35 quid. Um. But, you know, it's the, people need to think about fans. You know, it is that even though the championship is very competitive, you know, the, the, these are people that are still going out every day, you know, to earn, the, earn that money. They're having to work three or four hours just to get enough to buy that ticket. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's madness. It is absolute madness, but... Fiorentina's got the ball in the net, but I think it's offside, so still nil-nil. Um, yeah, I mean, 
that that is the problem because as a team you could you know you, you can try and look after your own fans but you know when they are traveling away i i just think i, I just think the price one good thing that the premier league have done to be honest with you is, is the price cap yeah now i am a little bit i'm a little bit mixed feelings about this next team and we're into the seas so you know where we're coming from um M69 Derby, uh, to me, and we've not played them for ages. And I think because when I when I was in Burnley, funnily enough, and worked at Simon Jersey, I worked with uh, a guy that was up at Oldham Business Park, um, and they, he, I worked with a guy that was a Coventry fan, and we you know we we used to have one pound bets, you know. Not big league stuff, I say, you know. And again, <laughs> even at that rate, when the fun stops, stop. But yeah, look, you know, um, as much as I, I see them as our main rival uh, because of the proximity, I'm so glad they didn't get promoted because that would have really, really hurt with Forrest staying up. But I'm so glad that they haven't actually... Um, have they given it? No, um, I'm so glad that they, um, you know, haven't gone out of business and they've still got a ground, etc., etc., etc. But I mean, they've also got an ex-Leicester player as the manager, Mark Robbins, and credit where credit's due, he's done a good job with everything that's been going on at that club. Massively, I think if it wasn't for Vincent Company doing what he's done with Burnley, Mark Robbins would have had his ha- one hand on the Manager of the Season award. Um, mm-hmm. The turnaround he's had with Coventry, obviously, I know they've had their um, turmoil with you know having to play at Birmingham, having to play at you know other places, etc. Um, they've now just signed a five stadium, a five year stadium lease, so they're still with um, the Coventry Building Society Arena. Uh, I think Doug something or other has took over there. I can't remember his last name, but you know he's just took over and he's trying to get the ball rolling again for Coventry City. You know, what Mark Robbins has done is brilliant. He's been with them since they've been, you know, League Two fodder. You know, since they've been literally down there. Um, he could have been snapped up by anyone, you know, when, seeing the rars that he's had. Uh, he's stuck with them through thick and thin. If you can keep hold of some of the big players that he had, you know, the likes of Gustavo Hamer, uh, Victor Giocares, um, Ben Sheaf in midfield as well. Uh, Callum McFadzine at the back. Ben Wilson, who was keeper, um, goalkeeper of the, in the EFL Skybet Championship team of the season. Um, you know, Coventry may have another good positive season. and That would be good to see for, for you guys as well, if you was having a running battle with them. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, had, I, I haven't really had any bad words to say about Coventry. I weren't bothered who won that final between Luton or Cov. For me, um, obviously, there's no rivalries between the two. And no. with them losing, there's a good chance we might get Jokeris. So, I don't know, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, I mean, they, 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 were, they have been a decent side, though. They, I mean, I mean, we said before, you had 101 points. Sheffield United, 91, 70. They were quite a way behind. I mean, Sheffield United won 10 more games than Coventry. Um yeah. Uh, and so they were never going to sort of worry the, the, you know, the promotion chase. But like you say, with what's been going on, is their ground still owned by Ashley? 
you know? Uh, no, it's been uh, he sold it on, so it is now owned by um, the the new owner that took over. I can't remember his last name, but it's Doug something anyway. Um, and he's the one that's now got like a five year lease right. uh, under a company name. Um, I mean, they, they gave us. We only beat them one nil in both games. Um, right. You know, a scuffed effort from Nathan Teller at the CBS Arena. We beat them one nil at Turf Moor. Um, they were really tough to break down. Uh, they were quite resolute defensively, um, which you'd expect from like a Mark Robbins side. So I, I expect the heartache of last season um, to you know serve them better this time round. But you never know. You never, never know, know how many times have we seen teams in the playoff all of a sudden staring relegation into the face. Huddersfield Town, you know. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind the possibility of, you know, if Mark Robbins was in the frame for our, you know, for the Leicester job. But I've got to be honest with you as well. I also approached Coventry about coming on here with you and me and they said that they get back to us and they never have done. So I do hope they go down. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, next up, the aforementioned Huddersfield Town. Um, that's a big jump, isn't it? Um, Just a bit. Eighteenth. Um, at one point, they looked in danger of going down. It's surprising because, uh, you know, I I, um, I have a few problems with Huddersfield, but look, they they were cheated out of coming up last season. You know, John Moss, a total and utter. You know, if only his dad had, uh, you know, his mum had swallowed, and you know, instead we'd have all been been a lot better. I mean, that was such a awful refereeing performance, and Huddersfield should have got promoted, um, but they didn't. And as we've just said, looks what happened to them. And fifty three points they were on. They were only four points off the. Um, no, they weren't. They were um, nine points off the relegation zone, but they were down there for a long time, weren't they? They were, they were, they looked like pretty much similar to Wigan, like they were just dead and buried and gone. Um, you know, the, the the changing manager was the, the was the key. To be fair, uh, yeah. as I said, you know, three three strikes for Neil Warnock. He's getting another mention. A remarkable job he's done, though. A fantastic job to go in there, even just for that six months. Again, turn the players' mindset. Take all that negativity away by putting it onto him. You know, let let the papers talk about what Warnock's talking about, not about what the players are doing on the pitch. And it worked. He got the best out of a squad that was failing drastically. And he didn't even really change the tactic that much. It just made them believe in themselves and they managed to push on and kick on and, and get safety for themselves. Um, you know, they were the team that we played on the opening day of the championship season. We beat them 1-0. Uh, Ian Matson scored. Um, but the problems did start with Huddersfield in, you know, at the start of the season, losing Carlos Corberon, uh, all the off off the pitch stuff. You know, the club's still up for sale. I think Dean Hoyle wants to sell the club. Um, there's a lot of things needing to change at Huddersfield, and whether the new owner, oh no, the, they have taken over. There is a new owner. Away days are great, but when you can't play away, there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Muck Delivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. 
there's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Another American owner uh, has taken over now. Uh, he's got a moustache like, like Mario. Um, he does look a bit weird, but he's uh, he's one going to stay there. There's rumours that he's going to stay on for the for next year. Um, whether that's going to be a blessing in disguise or it could be one of those where nah, you've you've bit off more than more than you can chew. Uh, is yet to be seen, but again, another team that, depending on how much money they spend on players uh, to bring in, because a few of the loan play- they had quite a good few loan players that they've not they've not shared up because of funds, because Dean Oil clearly is keeping all the coffers in his pocket because he wants to sell. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, a few places above them, um, Hull City. Uh, I quite have a soft spot for Hull. I think it was the Nigel Pearson connection. Um, they finished 15th last season. Uh, they had 58 points. They won 14, drew 16, lost 16. So couldn't decide what they wanted to do. <laughs> 51 scored, 61 conceded. Mid-table mediocrity, was it for them? I, th- I thought they were going to be a surprise package. You know, in the summer, I got slated for my early prediction. Um, I predicted them to go down and everyone's like, what? We've just been bought out by these new owners. We just spent four million on a new signing. Um, and we were like, oh, right, okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, it's, an, it's just a prediction. Calm down. Let's just see what you do. And they started the season pretty well. That This four million pound signing in Ozan 2 fan absolutely hit the ground running. They were, they were up there, you know, in top two for the first few weeks. Uh, and then this slowly, as the season you know, panned out. They ended up with mid-table mediocrity. We've seen that with a few teams this year. This year, you know, QPR were up there. Blackburn were up there, as we were talking about earlier as well. Um, it happens. Reading, Reading were top of the league at one point. I'm sure we'll get on to them, but it's uh, mediocrity is uh, not a bad position for Hull. They, they did make some big signings. Seri from Fulham was a, a big player as well, uh, but. You know, one or two signings doesn't sometimes help. You know, if you if you've got it's all well and good having two class players if you've got a, a mound of shit around you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talking of the championship, and please do get over and show Dan your support. Uh, if you do like uh, uh, Premier League football, then you might as well follow him. You're not going to see it on the channel. <laughs> um, but um, let me just. Uh, up because you have got this coming up on your channel. Tell us where you are, what it is, and how people can find you. Yeah, so obviously, we as you can see there, we are going to be doing a championship prediction. Uh, that will be on Friday at nine o'clock. So, uh, join us. Oh, sorry, eight, eight, not nine, uh, eight o'clock on Friday. Um, so as you can nine see, you follow us. If you haven't put your clocks back. <laughs> uh, you can check us out Turf Morehouse TV uh, as it says just under my name um, just there uh, please do go check it out I've done a Premier League prediction uh, as well uh, and 
It'll be interesting to see what happens. It, but it, honestly, it, it's so last season the Premier League. <laughs> so last year. So, so last, last year. year. <laughs> you know, it, it's 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 overrated in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But yeah, do get over there. And and Dan, he'll be on. He'll no doubt be popping on here again. He is one of the mods on this channel, so his link is in the description below uh, um, on YouTube as well. Um, right. Um, again, a surprise package, but in the way, change manager, and they weren't far off. At one point, they looked like outsiders for automatic. Yeah, I think they were everybody's uh, shout for promotion through the playoffs as well with Borough because of what Carrick has done. Again, similar to company and Mark Robbins is another manager. Him and Mark Robbins would have had to to and fro with that manager of the season uh, if it wasn't for company. Uh, Borough have done a remarkable job uh, to get from looking dead and buried when under Chris Wilder to being able to turn you know, into a well-oiled machine. Chubba Akpom comes in, he starts banging, and banging, banging them in. Um, Callum, Callum Archer as well from Aston Villa that they loaned. He was uh, remarkable as well. Uh, Ryan Giles on the far side. He's been uh, providing quite a few assists. Borough have done really well to achieve where they've achieved. And I think if they look back over the season, yes, it, as a whole, it's disappointment. They didn't go up through the playoffs. But to be from where they've come from and to look at that table and say, all right, we're finished fourth. You're finishing fourth. If you'd have said from where they were at the time to say you're finishing fourth, you're not going to win the playoffs, but you'll be there. You'd have gone, right, okay. Okay, anywhere but here. So it, it's it's not all doom and gloom. And well, uh, Twelve that bad? Because I remember him at Sheffield United, he, he, he took them up and he kept them up. Yeah, I mean, it, it just wasn't working. Whatever Chris Wilder were doing wasn't working. The season before it was... Uh, the season after it weren't. I don't know whether we were trying something new and just hoping that it was all going to come to fruition, but it just wasn't. It weren't working. The players that he had at his disposal, um, it, it just he, he did make some astute signings, some very astute signings, but the, it just wasn't to be under his under his tenure. And I don't know what Carrick's done to ch you know change it, especially in his first managerial job, but. It'll show a, It'll be a test of his pedigree to see what he can do with a full season under his belt. I mean, again, Carrick, as many many managers have, has been linked with with Leicester. But I think it for me, it's too soon. He's he's not done anything yeah. to, to prove himself at all. Um, the one team that for for once I would have liked to have seen gone up only because it means we wouldn't have had to play them. Uh, Millwall, um, everybody's you know second favourite team. Um, apparently, the, 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 the Millwall are, are very much fans of West Ham because I think some of Millwall's fans have gone over with West Ham today. Um, eighth last season, that's not bad, really, is it? Just outside the playoffs, uh, one no. point behind Blackburn, uh, 19 won. So they won more than they lost because they lost 16, uh, won two of the last five. Uh, did they impress you this season? Yeah, they did. They did um, good job that they're doing there as well. I, I just think it would have been good to see them uh, in the playoffs. I think they, they were in the playoffs the season previous, but there was a lot of teams trying uh, for that late push. I think teams from around 13th in the division um, upwards 
we're we're all still within a chance of getting into the playoff pack. Uh, yeah. And obviously, you know, there is a big mound of teams that can only miss out when there's you know two at a push places that were really guaranteed that you could you know that were open. Uh, the other two were pretty much nailed on. But yeah, a good achievement for them eighth. And again, I, I reckon they'll be there and thereabouts next season. The thing is with Millwall, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get grit, determination, die with blood on the shirt. They will literally pull you from pillar to post and try and, you know, crafty cockneys. There's a reason why they call crafty co- uh, crafty cockneys and stuff. And, uh, you know, you enter the Lions' could Den. Be a lot worse than that. <laughs> well, yeah, but you enter the Lions' Den, you expect a few scrapes. And, uh, yeah. you know, Millwall, I expect them to be up, up in that top half, potentially. Yeah. Um, surprise, surprise, surprise that this team didn't bounce straight back up because it's what they seem to like doing, going up and down like a bride's knickers on a, on a wedding night. Uh, Norwich City, uh, I hate to say this, that obviously they, they sacked Dean Smith when they were sat in fifth in the playoffs and, oh, look, they finished 13th and not in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. Um, what what do you make of Norwich? Because th- th- technically, it looks like sat Dean Smith and got worse. Yeah, I mean David Wagner came in, and the the first game in charge, it looked like wow, like what? Where's this? You know, Norwich fans were thinking, where's this team been all season? Um, they got a cracking opening result in uh, David Wagner's first game, and. Uh, after that, they, they just capitulated again. It was almost like a you know new manager bounce and back to normality. Mm. The thing is, sometimes you know a, a refresh is needed with a, a good summer, uh, and I think that's what David Wagner's trying to do. Um, Timu Puki's gone now. I think that was a player that they heavily relied on, really, in terms of his yeah. goal threat. Um, Josh Sargent, um, the little ginger Afro kid uh, from America, he's. You know, he's been utilised out on the wing when he's a striker. Maybe he's going to get more of a chance up top. I know I'll be keeping an eye on Norwich's results with Ashley Barnes going there now. Uh, being a club legend for Burnley, I'll be keeping an eye on seeing what he does there. Um, but, yeah, and Norwich seems to be on a rebuild. The Norwich fans aren't happy about the rebuild either because some of the players they're bringing in are experienced, shall we say. Um yeah. And, you know, it, it works. It works to a degree. But you can't always, you know, think that these 33-year-olds are going to bail you out because they're not. You know, you've got to think about, you've got to be able to have legs. You've got to be able to keep up, adapt or die. So uh, you, same you, with the Premier League. game to play if you haven't got legs, to be honest with you. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Maybe we could live without the wisecracks. <laughs> Definitely. One Agreed. thing you know with Norwich is you, they're never going to cook the books, are they? <laughs> well, I don't believe it. <laughs> but, uh, big Ant is in, the Bristol City man. Uh, just talking about you earlier, Anthony. I'm just awaiting my invite to come and, uh, to come and watch the game with you at Ashton Gate when uh, the Foxes come in and... and, and uh, Attack the Robins, but um, I don't know. Oh, he says, Big up, Dan. You'd be surprised if you, if you know what I knew from earlier. <laughs> it was big and it was up, Dan. Uh, have a <laughs> <for> while. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I hope yeah. you're well, Anthony. 
Looking forward to that, Anthony. Um, if we can get that arranged, uh, I don't know how easy it is to get from sort of Bournemouth to, to, to Bristol, but it's not the end. It's not uh, probably as close as going to Leicester, to be honest with you. One of my favourite teams, I'm going to be honest with you, because I've got to say, when I lived in Burnley and Leicester were in the Championship, I liked going to Preston uh, because not only did they have the, um, at that time, they had the, natu- the the history museum, the football history museum, but they only ever charged one pound for kids. It was always great with having four. It was a very cheap. <laughs> Girls, do you want to go to the football? No, you go and it's only a pound. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, and of course they had Paul Gallagher, the 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 best yeah, penalty yeah. taker uh, we we ever had, uh, and a very very nice wife as well. It has to be said. Uh, I did I did interview her once. Uh, it was great for charity. But yeah, I I like Preston, but th- it just feels like I me- I remember they used to perennial playoff losers, um, and you you just think yeah a bit a bit like Palace in the fir- in the Premier League like. Yeah. I was going to say Spurs are the Spurs are the championship. You know, they, they bottle, they bottle. Uh, get any close to a mid, you know, just a smidge away from success, and you know, toys out the pram, bottles thrown, the the whole shebang. They did it for numerous years. You know, they'd be in that playoff hunt from the beginning till about three weeks from the end, and they'd somehow cock it up. Um, it's it's strange how they do how they've done it, uh, but I think. Apart from one or two additions, they've had a very similar team for quite a few years. I mean, the likes of Ryan Ledson, Dan uh, Dan Johnson in midfield, uh, mm. Patrick Bauer at the back. Um, yeah, and I think that well, they brought in Freddie Woodman, a uh, young keeper from Newcastle. Um, so it's a, a lot shorter trip than Burnley to Bristol. I can tell you that. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, it was it was. Um, the, the problem with Preston this year was their home form was, mm. um, you know, they, they couldn't buy a win for love and money. Away right. from home, away from home, different animal. But at Deepdale, you know, you, you want to make your home stadium your fortress. You make it hell for the opposition. But if you can't even put the ball we, we in the back of the net... this season. We wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you want, if you want to make... You know, other teams pay. You've got to be able to put the ball in the back of the net. I don't know whether maybe taking a few training sessions on the actual pitch might have done them any good. But yeah, you know, um, twelve mm-hmm. is a respectable position for where they've finished. Uh, I think they've they've just you know showed up a few more contracts. Robbie Brady used to play for us, signed a new two year deal. They're trying to get talks of uh, bringing back. Um, I think it's Tom Cannon uh, and uh, Alvaro. Some some foreign bloke anyway who plays at the back, uh, <laughs> left wing back I think. But yeah, That's uh, a big Preston name to have on the back of the shirt, isn't it? Or oh, summit or other. <laughs> but yeah. um, not twelfth. Twelfth is a good position for Preston. Um, I think their time will come at some point. But mm. right now, I, I can't see it. Not with. It sounds disrespectful, but not with Ryan Lowe in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, I mean, as we were saying earlier, when I, I, I haven't been to, I've never been to Ashton Gate. Um, I haven't been to the other one either, if I'm honest with you. But look, if it's a weekend, if we can park on your driveway, mate, because I don't know if you've got parking. 
because there's never any parking at the ground. Get us two tickets. We'll come and sit in the away in the, well in the home end uh, with you, and we'll have a we'll have a good laugh and a few thatchers, eh? And we'll we'll sing Wurzel songs on the way. Um, God help us. Um, I'm going to play this, and I'm going to play this because Dan is in. And Dan has got a little connection with this, and I'm going to say thank you for this, Dan. Lester Till I Die podcasts on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Anchor, and all podcast platforms. Something is coming. Something big to this podcast. Hello, Chris. Well, what can I say? Big. <laughs> Thank you for, for the artwork on that one, shall we say, Dan. Thank you very Forgot much. Forgot about that. <laughs> uh, um, again, another team that I quite I don't have anything against. I quite like QPR. Uh, I know last time they were in the Premier League was the season that, that they went down, the season we stayed up, and I think we put five past them in the last game. Uh, they finished 20th, so they were dallying with relegation, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah, um, again, I said it earlier with the likes of, you know, Hull. QPR was on a very good run, a very good successful run. Uh, and uh, they looked like they looked like playoff hopefuls. Um, they, were, they were up there challenging to even second spot at one point before Borough. Uh, and then they just dropped off, miraculously dropped off. As soon as the World Cup came about, I don't know what happened to QPR, but some something died at that club and it, it completely stunk it out. Uh, they ended up dropping off drastically. Um, and to go from having such a high points total at one point to just not picking up points at all um, was absolute killer for them. I think losing, you know, changing the manager twice this season as well wasn't great. Uh, 20th isn't, isn't a bad position for them they've managed to stay up but Gareth Ains has gone in there you know again you know QPR beat us at Turf Moor QPR beat us at Turf Moor this year and you know fair play to them uh, because I can sit here and bitch and mourn and say oh we got beat by the better team because we didn't we got beat by we got out Burnley basically we, we got dash balled uh, they did what Sean Dash used to do you know they, they set up against a team that peppers you with efforts and shots left, right and centre, and you nick the game, you know, with just this bullshit long ball forward or something like that. And they did. They nicked the game 2-1. Uh, they came away with three points, which were massive uh, at the time for their safety as well. I think it confirmed them staying up. Um, Gareth Ainsworth is obviously QPR through and through as well. He's played there for many a year. Uh, did a fantastic job, job at Wickham. He's definitely got a task on his hand and with the teams that are in the championship now to uh, be in and amongst it. But again, like every other team's got, it's the start of a season, it's brand new, uh, never say never. Who, because they've been owned by some rich owners in the in the recent history, haven't they? Yeah, I think, wasn't it? Um, to do with not, Formula One, wasn't it? Yeah, I think there was Tony Fernandez. That was it, yeah. Yeah, uh, Tony Fernandez was in there at one point. Asia, I think, didn't he own Tony Fernandez? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there was there was once a I think uh, a tab lock was in there at one point as well. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. It's not taxing Shinawatra, is it? I think that's the the first Man City guy. I'm not sure, but 
Yeah, and he he he, he kind of ended up in jail, didn't he? Yeah, um, but there, mean, was, there was somebody in there. That apparently, is the chairman. Yeah, but I think Les Les Ferdinand's the man calling the shots in terms of what what yeah. goes on from a. No, Tony you know, Fernandez still there. Tony Fernandez, Runa, Ruben Gnarlingham, and Lakishiki Mital. Well done, Chris. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just fish, just fish and chips for me, mate. <laughs> Too slightly battered, please, love. Uh, well, we know you like it battered from earlier. <laughs> uh, Rotherham. Now, this is the place. Whenever we play, whenever we talk Rotherham. We have to play this. I'm Premier League. I am elite. I am proper elite. I am Gorinda. Because we know Gorinda is not going to go to Rotherham United. She stated that very, very clearly. She was happy to go and watch us play Liverpool, but she did not want us to go and play Rotherham United. Uh, It's interesting because I've applied for a season ticket next year, so I might be able to go to Rotherham United. That'll be a day and a half. Nineteenth, one place above QPR. Again, I've got quite a little soft spot for these because uh, Julian Watts, ex-player who used to do, you know, used to be a fair bit on the channel. uh, That's kind of his team. So, um, finish nineteenth. Yeah, Matty Taylor's done a good job uh, as gaffer there. You know, keeping them steady away, uh, steady away. Um, to be honest, I tipped them for relegation because they only got promoted last year. Yeah. So, you know, um, to stay up is fantastic achievement for them. Obviously, what happens next, progression, um, who knows? But they, from, they, they, were, they, were, they were one of those that used dark arts in football. They time-wasted massively. Heavily um, to the point where, you know, both games, both games, it, it, it just it bit them in the arse though in the end, bit them in the arse in the end. We got a winner in the ninety plus summit minute, um, absolute sucker punched them. But they they wouldn't have been that many minutes added on if it wasn't for the time wasting by their keeper in particular. Um, they are a team that like to use the dark arts uh, and try and buy a bit of time for themselves. But let's not take anything away from them. They managed to stay up doing what they're doing. Sometimes you've got to do the dirty stuff and, you know, play hard to, uh, you know, work hard to play hard. And, yeah, I was just about to say that. Pretty much took the words out of my mouth. They just pull results out of the bag when you least expect it. Yeah. Um, I've got to say, uh, I don't know how whether I'm reading too much in, but let me just say this. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. Yeah, it's not actually next as such, but early next week, uh, I've got Rob Tanner on, who is the uh, uh, Leicester City correspondent for The Athletic. Uh, and no disrespect to to uh, uh, um, uh, any other journalists uh, he he knows what he's talking about he's been there from the local press and local rag and all the way through uh and i did say that i, I wanted to come on and talk, discuss possible managers with him and he said oh, i can't do it this week uh it's really busy and what have you uh he said uh, we'll do it next week and we might know a little bit more news so i don't know whether i'm putting two and two together and uh I was never any good at maths and coming up with four and a half. Um, 
Although if you if you listen to, I think it was all the transgender people or whatever it is, apparently that uh, two and two can add up to five allegedly. Because if you're adding it up to four, that it's uh, it's being unfair to some. I, I don't. I don't. I'm too old to understand it all. But uh, but yeah, that could be exciting. So he's coming on, joining us next week, Rob Tanner, um, Stoke City. Gonna add basically he. Well, what can I say about Stoke? Um, we bought Sutar from them. Um, who, to be honest with you, I was really, really impressed with. Um, why he was stopped being played by um, Dean Smith, I don't know. Uh, maybe because we we rediscovered Soyun Chu uh, hiding in the training centre at the back. John Taylor went, who the hell's that guy? Why isn't he playing? I mean, oh, it's bloody, bloody Belen that doesn't like him. Um, I think there could be a penalty for West Ham here. Handball. Yes. Ooh. Oh, yeah. It took his hand. It did take his hand, but I don't understand handball these days, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, um, and he, he very much reminds me of Harry Maguire and that sort of thing. But yeah. uh, Stoke didn't win in the last five, won 14, but lost 21 and finished, as you can see there, in 16th. What were your opinions of? Um, he's always going over to the monitor, you know what that means? Oh. Oh, he's probably going to give it. Yeah. Um, he's probably yeah, going to give it. On, on Stoke City? Um, I mean, Stoke, I thought were going to be one of those clubs that when they did go down would bounce back up um, and never have. They never really have. They've never managed to, you know, motor and get going. Uh, they did have quite a lot of players on big money, though. I mean, you know, you're talking Crouch, Matthew Everington... Um, you know, Rory Delat, Ricardo Fuller, um, Bojan, who they signed from Barcelona. Um, these players that were on big, big, uh, big money. Um, but in the end, you know, they've I think they've got rid of them now. They've got to try and change, uh, change things up. Stoke's always been known as you know, a tough place to go. Uh, it's always been a tough place to go as the bet 365. Um, and yeah, it's. Stoke were neither neither here nor there. Um, weren't really one that I kept an eye on in particular. Yeah. Didn't really pull up any uh, any trumps. I mean, we uh, I think we beat them. At the, we definitely beat them at the turf. We beat them one nil at their place as well. Um, that was a. Uh, I'm not sure who scored. Josh Cullen scored for us. But, yeah, um, they, they, they gave us a game at their place, at our place. They were they were all over. They, they looked lost. And you can't have that inconsistency in the championship. No. no. I mean, I'm just looking. There's a lot um, of ex-Premier League teams in there, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a penalty, by the way. Um, so, I mean, you and Sheffield United were in there. Um, you've got, well, top flight teams, Covent haven't been for a while, Sunderland Rovers, West Brom will come on to Swansea, Watford. I mean, you know, it, it, it's a tough division to get out. And that, you know, means, you know, with what you've achieved makes it even more impressive, but it is tough to get out of there. It is. It is, and you, uh, 
you don't realise just how hard it is until you know you start watching a ball being kicked. Mm. You know, this this is one of those leagues where it's old school. I'm going to miss it. You know, I, I'm excited to be back in the Premier League, of course. You're back in one of the richest leagues in football. But give me winning the championship, season in, season out, and playing that sort of football, no VAR, just straight in, etc. Mm. It's um, it's always a plus. Um, and, yeah, the, the championship is very, very dangerous. It is. It is. But then again, you know, as I look, we look, we went down to League One that one season. Leeds couldn't get out of it. They took ages yeah. to get out of it, as did Nottingham Forest. Uh, as and did Southampton. Yeah, and we did it at the first attempt. But uh, 1-0 West Ham, I've got to say, I don't think, I don't want them to win it after what the fans were doing. I'm sorry, you know. Uh, but simple as that. Um, after Stoke, we've got Sunderland, who it would be nice to see them back up there. Um Obviously, didn't do well in the playoffs. They've got a young owner, haven't they, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah, they have. Um, you know, again, they're a team that we drew nil-nil with them at Turf Moor. Uh, they really gave a good account of themselves. And it's quite funny that Blackburn get rid of Tony Mowbray because they think, you know, now we need to change, change the way. We're not going anywhere under him. And yet Sunderland finish higher with, you know, a playoff place. Yeah. Um, and he, he's done really well, you know, especially when he uh, he's had a his main striker was out for a good bulk of the season, and he's had to try and bring in you know players from elsewhere on loan. I think he signed Joe Geldart on loan from um, Leeds, uh, but you know I think they'll struggle next year. Again, they had United loanee Ahmad Diallo who was absolutely tearing it up for them. Patrick Roberts out on the far side. He's not a loan player. He's there permanently, but. He was too good for League One when they had him as well. Um, they have got some decent players in there, decent young players as well. Dan Neal, uh, Luke Ornan, who's been there for a while. Um, it's the game, it, the one that stands out for me is when we played them at the stadium a lot. You know, we were. I just, I'll never forget that day. You, you, we've gone to the stadium. We've been playing really well. You know, you're two 0 down at half time, and you're just thinking. This performance is shite. This is nothing compared to what we have played like all season. I even yeah. said to a mate, I've never wanted to leave a game early, but you know that Weatherspoons around the corner was really had my name all over it. Um, but you know, as I contemplated last decisions over a pucker pie, um, <laughs> I, I got back to my seat and I saw us turn the game on its head. Pucker pie, oh, ah, yes, they are. Yeah. They are yeah. indeed. Uh, so I had me nice chicken balty pucker pie. Got myself back into the seat and we turned the game on its head and won 4 2. Smashed my glasses and, you know, it, it was a great day. It was a great day out in the end. Yeah. Great day out Surprised in the end. Surprised you found your way home, to be honest with you. <laughs> Luckily, Kate had brought me stick in a bag. So. <laughs> I mean, possible uh, contenders next season? Um, I reckon they'll miss out. I reckon they'll miss out. Um, top half of the table, but just miss out because. Or depending on who they bring in. Uh, and obviously, there's still question marks over Marbury yet, which I think is really shoddy with the job that he's managed to do with such a depleted, injured squad last season. 
seems to have been around ages, Tony Mowbray. You know, yeah. like, you know, I can remember him when I worked at Blackburn, he was associated with the club. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to ask you too much because obviously you've got your prediction show coming out um, on, on Friday, so I don't need to give too much away about that. Uh, Swansea, um, another manager that's been linked with us, and I don't want another Swansea manager, to be honest with you, because... Um, We've just had one, and look what he did. Um, but tenth, um, eighteen wins, sixteen losses. They finished. They hadn't lost in the last uh, five, with four wins in in, in those games. Tenth, uh, were they? Uh, could they have been higher? Do you think? Um, I mean, they were languishing a little bit. Uh, they were languishing a little bit, and it's only the back end of the season where they started to put a few results together. Uh, and it's you know got them up to mid table uh, again. You know the the I think not even last season, the season before they were counting on the goals of Joel Pirro. He didn't really hit the hearts until the second half of the season when he started turning up with a few. Um, we signed Michael Obafemi from them on loan at the, uh, in the January window, and his deals now become permanent with us uh, upon uh, promotion to the Prem. But he's a uh, yeah, Swansea had a late, a late push, a late push, and they've managed to uh, achieve tenth, which isn't too bad. And I suppose anything above Cardiff is better for them. Yes, yeah. Uh, Fiorentina just equalised. Uh, yes, get in. Uh, I'm sorry, West Ham. I wanted you to win. I said at the start, you know, I wanted West Ham, but I just think their um, their fans are, are just disgraceful, and, and they don't deserve it. Uh, Wind Street is a brilliant night out in Swansea, says Boris. He knows, mm. he knows, does Boris? He knows. Um, I've never yeah. been to, I've never been to Cardiff or Swansea. I've never done any of the Welsh games, and and uh, it's one of the, one thing that bugs me. I've I've wanted to do one for a, a while. I I do know a reason though why you have never done a Welsh game. <laughs> <laughs> Someone in this house, hello? (laughs) Kate's home. (laughs) You're back. (laughs) (laughs) You'll get me. Yeah, go on, two sugars then, please. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, Is that Swansea? Um, (laughs) Mella popped up. uh, I've seen him a couple of times. Look forward to, to... I've not spoken to him for ages. Uh, last time I spoke to him, when he was in the Premier League, he'd got exams coming up. Uh, obviously, we're now um, going to be playing him twice this season, but not because they've come back up. Uh, 11th, they finished two places above Norwich, won 16, drew 15, lost 15, uh, lost two of the last five. Did they ever look like coming up and how many managers did they get through? Oof. It, it, the thing is with Watford, you don't know what what they're going to get more of. More managers and more points. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, the only bonus you've got with coming down is you get to speak to Pidge twice this season um, oh, as well. And, I've forgotten no. Pidge. Oh my god, I love Pidge in a in a and, in a football fan sort of way. I have to say. <laughs> but, but that guy, he's got oh. <laughs> He, he rivals you for the memorabilia in his background, doesn't it? 
he does. He does. I love his hair. I love his hair. <laughs> I'm thinking of the right we all, guy. We all want what we can't have, Chris. We all want what we can't have. <laughs> Fair play, mate. Fair play. Uh, I presume it's really not just stuck on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Pidge, mate. Oh, well, yes. Yes, got to love a bit of Pidge. Yeah, he's... Uh... No, Sorry. no. I just, just uh, saying that what Watford um, again, very hit and miss team this year. Uh, Vicarage Road's been their saviour, managing to keep hold of players like Ismail Asar was mm. is big. So, yeah, I haven't really got much to say on Watford that other than you know they they are quite a, a big club in terms of where they are statuized in the championship. I think the only thing that's happened is they tarnished the name with the owners and who they keep bringing in season in, yeah. season out. You know, it's how much money they must be losing is phenomenal with, you know, having to buy people out of stuff. But apparently, and again, I'm going back a couple of years now, but apparently that's how they do it in, in Italy is they do go through managers quite quickly. Yeah. Um, they've got Italian I, owners, obviously, so... Yeah, I mean, they've been doing it for a while, haven't they? You know, they, they came in when Dash was manager. That's going back, God knows how many, you know, over 10 yeah. years. Um, so, you know, and then, and then after him, I think it was Zola that went in and, you know, you could ram off another 622 managers that have been in, in, in that last year, you know, in the last year. Uh, so, <laughs> it's... It, it, it's a bit of a farce. As a fan, you'd be you'd be a bit annoyed. You know, there's no consistency. You know, you can't expect a level of success if you're just going to chop them out the door as soon as you think, I'm bored with you now. You know, take, it, like a kid I with a toy. They didn't end up with the same one that they started with, I'm presuming. Oh, definitely not. Definitely not. They had Rob Edwards. They had Rob Edwards at the start of the season and now he's just been promoted with Luton with their rivals. Reap what yeah. you saw. Yeah. Yeah, fair, that, fair point, fair point. Um, this hurt me, actually, doing all these badges now. <laughs> I, had to, I had to sort of design new badges and all the championship stuff. It kind of fit home. But thankfully, the last one here, um, we're going to be a bit, well, we know they're called the baggies. They're boing, boing up and down, but they've not been up for a while. But they did finish a very creditable ninth. Did they deserve it, uh, Dan? Yeah, yeah, and I wouldn't have ruled them out being in the playoffs either. Uh, Carlos Corbran came in there, did an absolutely whirlwind of a job. West Brom were rock bottom in the division. They made Wigan look bad uh, at the beginning. Um, and he, he's come in. The signings they made in the summer as well were pretty decent. You know, they signed Jed Wallace, who was the man in form for Millwall. John Swift, who was orchestrating the midfield from Reading. Uh you know, these were players that even Burnley were linked with, you know, uh, in the summer as well. And they've decided to go to clubs elsewhere. Uh, and and it just wasn't working out. Clearly, it's took a, a master te- tactician to go in. Carlos Corbron's gone in, changed it all around. And uh, they've done okie-dokie, in my opinion. <laughs> where, 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 where has he been, Carlos Corbron? Uh, he was the Huddersfield manager uh, yeah. when they was in the player final. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just about a few weeks before the beginning of the season, he said, "Look, I, I need money. Otherwise, we can't. You know, we can't progress." 
Mm. And they, they were the club that said, no, we're, we're planning on selling. So he went, right, well, I'm off and, and jumped. And did they did they start the season with Steve Bruce or was he gone before the season started? I think he was gone before the season started. I, I think it was... I'm not entirely sure who it were. Um, Darren, was it Darren Moore? No, I just I, I know he was there at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, Steve Bruce, actually, I tell a lie. Steve Bruce might have been there. Steve Bruce might have started there. Um, he ended his tenure on the tenth of October. So yes, he was still there. Right. He was still there, the 10th of October, and then obviously um, 15 days days later, Carlos Corbran came in and uh, obviously changed changed the club's fortunes. Well, I think anybody's a good shout after Steve Bruce, aren't they? Oh, mate, you you could have put Adolf Hitler in flame in charge and (laughs) he'd have done better. (laughs) You're on the fence about him, aren't you? You're just not sure about him. R.I.P. Sean, uh, you, I forgot what his name is now, but uh, the guy that did that on Cats. But um, yeah, Sean Lock. Uh, sorry, Sean Lock. Sean Lock. Yeah, who uh, him and uh, and uh, somebody uh, um, Miles Jolt with that Hitler. Yeah, do, do, anyway, that's another that's another joke. <laughs> um, again, do you think they're going to be possible contenders? Um, I mean. Why not? Why not? A good pre-season under the belt. Uh, yeah, it is uh, the highest ground above sea level in the league. Um, to all West Brom, uh, it's yeah. I, I never, I never knew West Brom was known for its mountains. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they've done. Um, I think they'll do. I think they will do well. The only problem is, it's so easy to sit here and say that that, that they could do well. The amount of teams that are in this now that have so much quality already, and that's before players have been shipped out and you know come back and players have filled those positions. Yeah. Um, there's so many teams. This this is going to be such a topsy turvy championship that there will be a lot of surprises along the way. Yeah, just to quickly to mention the three teams that went down. Wigan, Blackpool, and Reading—a double double relegation for Reading because they also got knocked out of the uh, women's uh, Premier League and could be looking at going uh, part time. So, I mean, were you surprised at the three that went down? I mean, I'm I'm looking at it. I'm guessing Wigan were pretty much down there for quite a while, weren't they? Uh, Wigan have been dross, absolute dross. Uh, surprisingly, as well, because. The season before, when they came up from League One, they absolutely tore League One up. You know, nobody could catch them. Their striker was banging form. He was scoring for fun. Come up to the Championship, and the golfing class between League One and Championship must have just been way too much for them. Uh, yeah. They couldn't keep up with the demand. Um, and it's not just that, but off the pitch as well, Wigan, players aren't being paid. The stadium, uh, there's... Loads of drama going on with the stadium as well. Uh, again, they they had an ownership takeover, which it's gone sour, and now they're on about being sold again. 
it's you know, is this fit and proper test actually fit and proper? Yeah, Whelan used to have them, didn't they? Yeah, Dave Whelan weren't too bad. You know, he he had a lot of success with, you know, Roberto Martinez and, Mm. you know, they had some good days in the Premier League. Amiyazaki up front, one season wonder, Hugo Rodriguez, Emerson Boyce. You know, Mm. they had some decent players. But, yeah, Wigan just were dead and buried. Blackpool probably surprised me a little bit because they made some decent signings at the start of the season under Neil Critchley. Uh, Charlie Patino, who had a lot of potential coming in on loan from Arsenal, thought he would do pretty well for them. Did, but, you know, when you're in a team that consists of 11 players, not just, you know, the one, you've all got to rally together. Um, Jerry Yates was decent up front for Blackpool. He's still being linked with the likes of, you know, top-end championship clubs as a goal scorer to go for. Uh, around the four four million pound mark, something like that. Uh, but Reading, Reading uh, again, similar to QPR, Blackburn, they were up there, thereabouts. They had their troubles. They accepted a six point deduction um, wow. halfway through the season, wow. and I think they accepted it this year, thinking that oh, we'll be fine. But you know. Uh, Tough titties, basically. Paul Ince is is a whinge bag. He's not there anymore, anyway. Um, And yeah, uh, ready. Say what you mean. mean. Well, I've never really liked Paul Ince anyway, and it's not to do with him once being Blackburn manager. I just think he he thinks so highly of himself, but yet every club he's been at, he's managed to turn them even from shit to absolute shite. Oh, my God. How did uh, West Ham not score there? Um, just very quickly, Burnley, Banker Dave, Dave, whatever he's called. What's he doing Hi, uh, you know, nipping on to this morning, uh, Britain? Was it this morning or this morning, I think it was, sorry, uh, from Blackpool? What the hell? I thought he was a banker and a, and a TV salesman or something. Yeah, well, he actually like started out selling vans. Um but he's he's got his little segment now on this morning, and he's you know he, he does do a, a local bank, Banker Dave. There's a, a film on Netflix about it as well. It's actually pretty decent. Most of it's filmed in Burnley as well. Um, so it's something I reckon you should watch, Chris. You know, because you'll be like, ah, I used to do that. Yeah. I, I know where it, that is, and I used, um, to, I, used, I used to pee up that wall. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I don't. I talk, you're too young to remember the haunts that I used to go to. They don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but just look. I mean, just going to go back and we, as we always say, I've got to. I've got to say it again because we put it up. Gambleaware.co.uk. If you do have any problems, money's not the answer. And when the fun stops, stop. I can't believe that you know the the worst um, team to win the Premier League to sorry to win the Championship. God, get out of the habit of that. Uh, is is only thirty three to one, um, and you have got your show coming up on Turf Moor House TV Friday at eight o'clock, and um, in your predictions for the championship, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna try and tune in for that one. Uh, but do you see it finishing anything like that without giving too much away? Um. As I said, the championship, it's such an 
underrated league. Yeah. I am massively. I can sit here and say that, you know what, yes, we're in the Premier League, brilliant, fantastic, amazing. And yeah, it is good because you're having that success. You win a trophy, you know, everyone's jumping around. But I would say give me the championship any day. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And I think I would still love it, even if we were, you know, I've been we've been that team. We've all been that team where we've, you know, you've languished, you've had that mediocrity. But the championship always seems to throw up so many twists and turns. You know, one moment can change it. You're absolutely bossing a game, you're one nil up, and yet you know, uh, you hit the post, the opposite team change, you know, it, it's like, right, you know, boot up the arse, let's kick on, and you end up losing the game 2-1. It's such an underrated league, so much can change, and the, the amount of teams in there now that have had recent successes, um, you know, a lot of history behind them, it's, it, it's a very, very open league, and, you know, no team is there for the taking. I've got, I've got to ask you, you knew, you knew I was going to ask you this at some point. Uh, VAR, I mean, I am I am really dreading that the EFL decide within the next four or five weeks that to introduce VAR into the <laughs> championship. But, <coughs> I mean, most of those grounds could probably take it, to be honest with you. But, I mean, we moan about VAR in the Premier League. Uh, yeah. And, yeah. To be honest with you, it's not... I'm not going to. I don't want to get into the ins and outs of it because that's a whole new show. You know, that's another two hours added on to the end of this show. Uh, but I think, to be honest with you, over the season, it's probably a bit like um, just referees. You win some, you lose some. You know, when it goes for you, we don't. You know, we loved VAR when Ben Chilwell's toenail was offside in the FA Cup. But you've not had it. Do you? Is it better that you've not had it? Have you missed it? Or do you thinking, God, I wish we'd got it because that was a goal? Um, there's been a few dubious decisions in the Championship. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, there was one game, I think, against QPR where we scored from a free kick that I even said during the watch-along should not have been a free kick for us. Um, if anything, you know, it should have just it should have just been left to play on or drop ball, just play it back to the keeper. But you know, it was nice to just see the game played on human error. You know, if if it's not going to get given, it's not going to get. The reason we have a referee is to try and pick out them points. You know, we can't have it a hundred percent correct. I think that's the only problem with football now is it's trying to get like the world where everything has to be politically correct and. Yeah. Things like that, but like I say, we had a we had a goal. We scored a goal from a free kick that shouldn't have been. Um, you know, there's been many penalty decisions that we've not got penalty decisions that could have easily gone against us. Mm. I mean, that Blackburn game, that Blackburn game, Blackburn should have had a penalty. Blackburn should have had a penalty. Ashley Barnes handled it. Um, I mean. You know, it's even better now that that's the you know that was the game at Ewood Park. We won the league. The penalty wasn't given. You know, it's Ashley Barnes's final hurrah by handballing it, and Notts Notts gone against him. But mate, you will enjoy the championship so much more because as soon as that ball hits the back of the net, the referee will either put his arm out and say that's it, goal, and and that's it. There's there's no going back. 
And yeah. that's what you want. You want to see the ball hit the net. You know, it's that moment. It's not even so much the ball hitting the back of the net. It's the moment between you get close to goal and you're all, yeah, and then that. And then ball hits net. It's almost like reality just stops still. Mm. And the ball hits the net and then you all of a sudden just go off into a frenzy. It's them moments that you live for. VAR ruins that. Yeah. Uh, very quickly, last question here. Boris says, first Premier League manager to be sacked, could it be company? I don't think it will be. I think it, I, my money would be on Moyes, to be honest with you, because I think he was he's very... Well, there's talk about it anyway, but I think he's very lucky to still be in a job. You know, they, they, they didn't roll the dice. They st stuck with Moyes and it's kind of paid off. But I think if they don't have a good start, he could be one of the first to go. Yeah, um, Moyes for me, uh, Steve Cooper, Steve Cooper, uh, and Gary O'Neill at Bournemouth. You know, yeah. if it doesn't work out straight away, then yeah. you know, it could be curtains. It could be, it could be. Um, look, Turf Morehouse TV, that's you. Um, it is. Tell us all up and tell us all about it and where people can find you. It's up there on the screen now. Yeah, Burnley fan channel. Um, been covering quite a lot of football and stuff. Looking forward to getting back into doing Premier League content. But um, that said, um, you know, it's it's open for any fan of any club to come along. Um, it's not just a, you know, you've got to be a Burnley fan. I'm not an arsehole. Uh, it's open for anyone. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe you're not. Maybe you're not an arsehole. I mean, that might be being a bit unfair, but definitely. <laughs> no, but we, we we literally, you know, like I say, everyone that comes on there, we are a little family, a little community, and uh, I, I love it when people engage. So please come on over, check us out. I'll be here showing my support to Chris and cheering Leicester on throughout the season as well. Um, so good luck to you guys. Uh, I mean, hopefully Burnley's Burnley-born Harvey Barnes will still hopefully rip it up for you in the Championship. Who knows? He won't be. I think he'll be um, probably wearing the black and white stripes of a certain northeast team. Uh, but like, I don't. I think you'll stay up. I don't think you're going to come straight back down. I said that at the start of the show. Um, and well done on a great season last season. And look forward. I don't think it will happen. But look forward in twelve months to maybe playing you uh, um, and, and arguing about VAR again. Who knows? Who knows? We could get each other in the cup yet. We could, we could. Dan, it's been a pleasure, sir, um, allegedly. I've got to say that. It says, it, <laughs> it says it here on my cue card. It says, thanks, guest, and say it's been a pleasure. <laughs> and the link to your channel is in the description below. Uh, um, and I thank you as always, you know, even though I stopped playing the alimony, thanks for sticking with us. <laughs> Mate, it's good Ooh. to be back. <laughs> it's well thanks allegedly. for having me thanks so much allegedly it's nice to see you again if only for the uh, this morning joke that we can't tell on air <laughs> <laughs> All 100%. The best, thanks very much cheers pal take say care hello, everyone say, thanks hello, for... say hello to Kate is she I home? will do uh, is she's she... just she just has come back yeah so. So, well all I will say is <laughs> Three times you've played that, and I'm still trying to work out who's who. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> according to good saying anything, I mean, but according to Kate, flash my name anyway. <laughs> Thanks very much, mate. You're my best to Kate and the kids. All the best. Will do. Cheers, pal. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Dan. Uh, it was great to have him back. Again, it says that on the card here, so I've got to say that. But no, it has been it has been a pleasure. Um, it's, it's reality, isn't it? The teams we're talking about are the teams we're going to be playing next season. Um, I, I, uh, and I think West Ham have just scored in the 89th minute. I think David Moyes has gone red-faced and looks like he's about to have an orgasm. Um, we're going to be back. I'm not sure when, to be honest with you. We have got some shows coming up. Um, we'll be doing, like I say, Rob Tanner coming up early next week. We have got the Big Fat Leicester quiz. We are launching the new channel, so watch out for that as well. Thanks to everybody in the chat uh, that has been involved. And uh, Like I say, if it wasn't for you, we'd just be sat here talking to ourselves. Um, <laughs> to be honest with you, it's the way we get more sense these days. Um, and if you've been listening on your favorite podcast platform, whatever that is, thank you so very, very much. Um, don't forget, subscribe to the channel, it does help, but also like the video, that helps as well. And then uh, click the notification bell, and you will not miss a show. And if you want to, for $1.99. Be sure well, you can join. Click on the join button underneath the description on YouTube and we will be doing some member-only shows next season. So look forward to that. Look, I've been Chris. This has been LTID TV. This is Arnie. I'll be back. So will he. Good night. Thanks for watching. These videos are tremendous. You'd better like them too or I'll be back. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. That will conclude this evening's entertainment. TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.